Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast created weekly for you by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com or you can subscribe to us in iTunes or at Acast. Greetings, slight podcast with a difference today. It's just me today, just Guy, the Billy No Mates podcast. Um, due to unforeseen circumstances, Richard's not with me today. Uh, it's a bank holiday, so everybody else is out uh, busy doing their stuff. Welcome to the Jubilee Bank Holiday, by the way. Royalists and Republicans alike, you're all welcome here on the Talkie United Yellow Army podcast. So I thought we could just not do one this week, but then... You kind of expect a certain level of service, so just a, a few minutes from me just to bring you up to speed with the news uh, as we've heard it this week. You probably heard it all already, but let's just have a quick roundup as well. Uh, great interview with the gaffer, by the way, on the Talker United official YouTube channel and the club website. If you haven't seen it, I commend it to you. It's quite long, but it's really interesting. There's a lovely line in it, by the way. Uh, in which he talks about having been on a holiday, briefly on a holiday, with Mrs Johnson, who we haven't met. We don't know Mrs Johnson. But the idea that the two of them away there on holiday, he says he's been writing teams in the sand. You get the idea of them both sitting there on their sun loungers, uh, Mrs Johnson sipping a cool drink and, and turning the pages of a novel. Mr Johnson knotted hanky on the head with his stick, writing names of teams, players in the sand, the players that he wants to pick up for Torquay. You can imagine how it goes. Just Mrs. Johnson just probably nods off just for a moment and uh, the gaffer picks up the phone. Hey, Pete, what about so-and-so? He'd do a job for us alongside Ali Omar in the defence, wouldn't he? Just trying to get a sneaky call into Pete. I, I don't think he ever stops working. Uh, and then look who are you on the phone to? Oh, uh, nobody, nobody. It was just a, just a wrong number. So the gaffer does not stop working even when he's away on his holidays, writing teams in the sand. Love that idea. So what he did during this chat uh, with Dom on the official club website was uh, basically underline what we a lot of what we knew already and put in a little bit of flesh on the bones that we didn't. There are players who are leaving that we sort of feared might go, uh, and they have. Uh, let's just run through them. Uh, Connor Lemonhay-Evans, Armani Little, uh, Joe Lewis and Sean McDonald. We sort of knew were going. They, they, they haven't agreed new contracts. Uh, they're looking for... Opportunities elsewhere. Connor Lemonhay Evans keeps being linked with Stockport. He's also been linked with Newport County and Walsall. This is all tittle tattle on social media. Who knows what will turn out to be true by the time you listen to this. We may well have heard something definite. Not sure where the others are going. Sean McDonald wants to play in the EFL. This is kind of the same situation that he had at the end of last season. Went off to seek his fame and fortune elsewhere. Ended up back with us in September. I don't think that'll happen again. Uh, hopefully... You know, they, they all go with uh, with best wishes, don't they? Uh, Joe Lewis being under 24, there'll be a, a compensation for talking on that. There you go. You see, it wouldn't be a podcast without the dog barking somewhere in it. Uh, so whatever club comes in for Joe Lewis will have to negotiate a compensation deal for Torquay because he's under 24. The two players that I was quite surprised, um, Ben Winter is going. Uh, he's moving further up towards the London area. 
his family are all up there. He's looking for opportunities up that way. And Danny Wright, Danny Wright, who lives up in the Cheltenham area. And again, it's, just, it's a long commute. It's a long trip down for training and matches. He wants to spend a bit more time closer to his family. You can't really argue with that. The players involved, uh, most, if not all of them, have put messages up on social media. Uh, some of them quite emotional. Uh, some of the players, obviously, it's a big decision, a big wrench, especially players like uh, Ben Winter. Both of his uh, his sons were born down here. Uh, the most recent one of them, only a few weeks ago as well. Uh, so you know, it's it's a wrench to up sticks and move, but uh, they're quite emotional messages on social media. Seek them out if you can. It's uh, it's a way of saying thank you to the Yellow Army, and it's been quite stylishly done. Uh, the players who've gone, I mean, we, we all knew. I mean, Opie Edwards, Stephen Duke McKenna, Stephen Wern have gone back to their parent clubs, although intriguingly Stephen Wern uh, has been released up at Sunderland. We'll be looking for new opportunities. Uh, wouldn't it be great if we could pick him up again? Talked about that last week on the podcast. Uh, Andrews, Brzozowski, Felix, Holman, Johnson, Lolos, Piper and Slough, uh, including the lone players, that's 17 players from the squad uh, that finished the season with us, uh, have gone. 10 players remain. Uh, Mark Holstead, we knew about already because uh, because he's on a, a long contract. Uh, Keelan O'Connell, who's the player that uh, everybody forgets because the gaffer forgot him when we were chatting or when he was chatting on the website. We forgot him when we were talking about last week. Let's hope he gives us a season next season and we never forget about him again. Apologies if he's listening. And Gabby Rogers, of course, on contract. Dean Moxie has accepted a new contract, which is great news, as has Dan Martin, Ali Omar, Tom Lapsley, Alex Moyes, Asa Hall and Olaf Cazella. So that's 10 players signed, sealed, delivered for the uh, for the new squad. Names that Gary doesn't have to write in the sand because he's already got them. That's the nucleus of a decent squad. It'll be interesting to see what signings the gaffer does add to those because he has promised marquee signings. Marquee signings being players who will write their names over the marquee when they arrive, basically. These are players, as he keeps saying, he's not bringing Harry Kane in, but there are players who are coming in who are going to make their names here, which is, uh, which is a great thing. Other bits of news. There's another friendly added on. July the 16th, home to Newport County. Three o'clock kickoff. Connor Lemon, Hay Evans lining up for Newport County. Who knows? Who knows what will happen there? Uh, that adds to the previously announced home friendlies against Exeter and Plymouth. Not necessarily in that order. That's quite a nice pre-season. I like the idea of that. Away games at Buckland and Exmouth uh, just to get the A, B and C trialists to run out. And then maybe down to getting closer to naming the starting 11 for the start of the season. With games against Newport, Exeter, Plymouth. Not in that order. Newport, Plymouth and Exeter. See, if I had Richard here, I wouldn't be getting these things in the wrong order. But uh, there you go. And the new season starts on August the 6th, which is a very early start to the season. I guess everybody's seasons are being moved around this uh, preposterous world Winter World Cup in Qatar. And I guess we all have to change our seasons around so that that fits in. There will be teams in the lower leagues who've got players in squads uh, of some of the lesser lights. So, uh, yeah, August the 6th, the new season starts. Vanarama, nice gesture from Vanarama, have put £20,000 to Grimsby and to Solihull Moors ahead of Sunday's uh, playoff final. What a great game that should be, by the way. Grimsby have been great value so far for entertainment and excitement. Solihull Moors, 
beat Chesterfield quite comfortably, 3-1 in their game. Grimsby beat Wrexham. Did we mention that? Grimsby beat Wrexham, 5-4. Luke Waterfall with a decisive header. Cracking game of football that was. Very glad Grimsby and Solihull Moors will be fighting out the playoff final at the London Stadium uh, on Sunday. Three o'clock kickoff. The controversy over that, of course, was the fact that it was 40 quid for a ticket. £40 at least for a ticket to a game at the London Stadium, which is ridiculous for a, a, a National League game when you're trying to fill the place. £40 plus for a ticket is an outrageous amount of money. The clubs have done what they can to help their supporters and Vanarama have chipped in 20 grand each uh, to the teams uh, to help with the supporters' travel costs to make sure maybe that some of the supporters who normally wouldn't have been able to get there can get there. Uh, That's a nice gesture. Uh, The game is on TV, Sunday at 3 o'clock. Also on TV on Sunday, 5 o'clock, is the World Cup decider. Can Kiefer Moore make himself the most hated man in world football? It's a possibility, isn't it? Ukraine last night beat Scotland, um, beat them 2-1, could have been more. Ukraine will play Wales on Sunday at five o'clock with a decider with a World Cup place at stake. Kiefer Moore, we expect to line up for Wales. He played half a game against Poland yesterday. Uh, He's been rested. Uh, The newly honoured in the Queen's Honours list, Gareth Bale, will be available for the game. The whole world wants Ukraine to win that. The same as they did with the Eurovision Song Contest. You can understand why. There's a massive swell of support. Hugely emotional scenes last night for Ukraine. Everybody wants Ukraine to qualify for the World Cup. So are Wales going to be the least popular team in world football? Can Kiefer Moore get the goal that takes them through and thereby make himself the least popular footballer? In the whole world. That'll be interesting to see. Five o'clock Sunday. Uh, the game's on the TV. One thing I want. A bit of homework for you. Before we return next week. Uh, with a full podcast. With uh, with more than one person here. We've been talking about unusual stadia. In which you've seen games. Unusual places where you've watched football. Julian's been doing a bit of research on this for us. Thanks Julian. We talked briefly last week. About football pitches with speedway. And stock car tracks around them. Let's let's hear from some of your unusual places where you've watched football. Here's one from me just to sign off uh, this week. Back in the 70s, I went on a, a cycling holiday with a mate of mine. Sounds very Monty Python. And to be fair, it probably was a little bit of a cycling holiday around Brittany and Normandy, staying in youth hostels, pootling around the place, getting the, experiencing the French life, etc., etc. We ended up in a place called Easy News sur Mer, which is near Cherbourg on the Cherbourg Peninsula, paid for our youth hostel, got shown to this huge dormitory in what looked like some sort of municipal building. Uh, We're just packing our stuff away when suddenly the doors and windows all opened and we realised that it was actually part of the changing rooms for the local football team. And so you you opened the windows on this dormitory and you were just looking out across the pitch of Easy Nishu and Mare. Good game it was too. Can't remember who they were playing. Can't remember who won it. But I remember the bonus of turning up at a place where you didn't even know there was a football match on to discover that you had ringside seats, the best seats in the house, actually, to be fair. I don't know if it's still the same. Easy news, Mer in France, and that's where the youth hostel is. Anyway, I digress. Let's hear from you, the most unusual places where you've watched football matches. Most unusual places where you've played suddenly occurs to me playing inside a prison, as a lot of people in South Devon will have done back in the day. Uh, that was an unusual experience and a very um, a very useful project for the prison and for the prisoners to have a team that played in the local leagues. 
That was Channing's Wood, of course, the prison out at Newton Abbott. Uh, yeah, come on, let's hear your, your, your thoughts on unusual places to have played and watched football. Thank you very much for your time. Um, it's been a slightly unusual podcast, but we couldn't just leave you hanging, especially not on a four-day Jubilee Bank holiday weekend. Uh, that's the news as far as we know it. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy your weekend. See you down on the seafront for the Red Arrows on Saturday and Sunday, probably. And in the meantime, I know I can get this right this week because it's just me. Come on, you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talker United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.